Hello and welcome to episode number six of a Tisket Tasket podcast. I'm your host Gina and today we will be talking about the nursery rhyme Hickory Dickory Dock. To start off with, this nursery rhyme has a riled folk song index number of 6,489. Now, first of all, I'm really glad I did Ba Ba Black Sheep last week, and if you haven't listened to it, I suggest you take a listen now, because surprisingly, this nursery rhyme has something in common with last week's. And, well, that really surprised me. Second of all, this was yet another nursery rhyme that surprised me in that it was quite difficult to research. There really, I wouldn't say there wasn't much to research about it, but it was very difficult to pin down facts, number one. Number two, there really wasn't much about speculation. And number three, there was very little, if at all any, research done on the melody of this song. And so for those three reasons, I was kind of stumped and I didn't know if I had enough to really make an episode. Well, that's not true. There's a number of interesting facts about this nursery rhyme. It's just a lot in brevity. So I guess we'll see. To start off with, the earliest printed publication of this nursery rhyme appears in a well-known book that I've talked about in probably every single episode of this podcast so far, and that is Tommy Thumb's Pretty Songbook, published in 1744. The opening line is Hickory Dickory Dock, spelled H-I-C-K-E-R-E-D-I-C-K-E-R-E-D-O-C-K, and that has some relevance in what I talk about in a minute. The next recorded version appears in Mother Goose's Melody in 1765 and uses Dickory Dickory Dock, spelled D-I-C-K-E-R-Y. It again appears in, well, what I talk about a lot, and that is A.H. Rosewig's National Nursery Rhymes and Nursery Songs in 1870, which is the American version, and it is the first that I could find version that appears with a score. So I'm assuming that we have yet again A.H. Rosewig to thank for the score for this melody. However, I suspect that this rhyme was repeated with a similar melody even before that because it's about a clock and continually throughout researching the song makes the rhyme in the same tempo as a clock ticking. So I'm assuming A.H. Rosewig, being the famous composer that he was, used that as inspiration with the modern melody that we have. So I'll go ahead and play a Creative Commons version of Hickory Dickory Dock with a um, modern twist. It is used as both a counting rhyme as well as a way for children to learn animals. So here we have the modern take of Hickory Dickory Dock. Thank you. 
different than what I learned back in the day, back, geez, 35 years ago. But again, it teaches children to count and it teaches children action and animals. But the earliest version of this song I found recorded, audio recorded, was from the astounding 1889. And this is super cool. It's actually an Edison talking reel. Now, if you don't know what that is, Edison was very interested in audio and visual. He was really interested in creating movies. And so he was one of the first inventors to come up with audio recording as well. And he created essentially the precursor of a record. And the National History Park of New Jersey, their website actually shows this reel and the contraption in which it plays, and I'll link it to the website. And they happen to find this recording in an experimental shop room on the third floor of the Edison Laboratory. It's an experimental doll mechanism, and it has recorded on it, Hickory Dickory Dock. And I'll play it. It sounds extraordinarily eerie. So if you can imagine a doll from 1889 singing this to a child, I personally think I would have nightmares. But here we have the very short recording of Hickory Dickory Dock recorded by Thomas Edison's laboratory in 1889. Pretty eerie, isn't it? So again, this is really cool that Edison was thinking ahead and thinking of this invention that he could create an audio recording and put it in a doll and if you look at dolls today and you look at toys today, that's, that's a, an invention we use today. And here was a man thinking about it from 1889. Pretty awesome. Now let's talk about the meaning of Hickory Dickory Dock, which is where I found the most research. But yet again, nothing really substantial or factual. So the first one I found, which is what I really just found hearsay on and not even an academic article or professor talking about it. Opie and Opie don't even reference it in the Oxford English Dictionary of Nursery Rhymes. And that is that this song could be about Oliver Cromwell's son who succeeded him as Lord Protector of England. So Oliver Cromwell was Lord Protector of Britain in 1649 to 1658, and then gave it over to his son, appointed his son, Richard. But Richard was known apparently to be very timid and mouse-like, apparently. He had a nickname of uh, Tumble Down Dick because of his abrupt fall from power and because the monarch was restored under King Charles II in 1660. There supposedly is this hidden second verse of Hickory Dickory Dock that refers to the man in brown who soon brought him down, which is supposedly about King Charles II. But again, I couldn't find this anywhere. So if you have any record that I could use to back up my claim, I would really appreciate it. But that's one such origin that could be the origins of Hickory Dickory Dock. Moving on, the second origin could be referencing the astronomical clock at Exeter Cathedral because this astounding clock has a hole in the door below the face of the clock for a cat to live. That's right, a cat. And why does the cat live there? Because apparently the Exeter Cathedral had a mouse problem and the mice would run up these very long ropes 
that ran the clock. And so a cat lived in this clock and would catch the mice. And so when we think about the lyrics of Hickory Dickory Dock, the mouse ran up the clock, the clock struck one, and down he run, Hickory Dickory Dock, this could easily reference this. So the Exeter Cathedral, or the Cathedral Church of St. Peter in Exeter, was built in 1050, which was the seat of the Bishop of Devon. It went back from Saxon-style to Norman-style church, and sadly this podcast doesn't talk about early English history of the Saxon versus Norman, or even versus the Picts, but this cathedral was considered complete in 1400. This clock is famous because it's an astronomical one. It was built between the 14th and 16th century, and I'll post a picture of this clock on the blog. It's really neat looking. The lower dial was built in 1484, and the upper was finished in 1760. And this is an interesting take on this nursery rhyme because of the next historical underpinning that could be about Hickory Dickory Dock. And that is, this nursery rhyme may very well be about sheep. Who would have thought? And that is, it could be referencing counting, but not in traditional English, but in Cumbric from the Westmoreland Shepherds. So Cumbric is a variety of the common Britonic languages spoken in the early Middle Ages, which we know as the Dark Ages, between the late 5th century and the 10th century. So if this was a well-known counting rhyme, even using a different language than what we know as modern English, well, this definitely surpasses Baba Black Sheep as being the oldest nursery rhyme I researched from the 12th century. It's crazy to think that this nursery rhyme in some form could have been even spoken as early as the 5th century. So, before Britain became Britain, Westmoreland shepherds used the Cumbric language in Old North Counties, which included Westmoreland, Cumberland, and the Northern Lincolnshire, among others. It is related to Old Welsh and is thought to have gone extinct in the 12th century. So if we go back to talking about the Exeter Cathedral, if we consider the song referencing the Cumbric language, which went extinct in the 12th century and the clock was built in the 15th century and the 18th century, it puts doubt on the fact that the song is about the clock. However, just because the language is extinct doesn't mean it is completely gone for the world. A perfect example of this is Latin. And I really wish I had time to talk about how modern English became modern English. Well, we don't have time to talk about that. A, I mean, I took an entire course about that when I was in college, and B, that's not what this not what this podcast is about. But you have to think about the fact that English didn't really become English until really the formation of the Anglican Church. So Anglican spoke English, which became English. So even before the UK became the UK and Britain became Britain, there was all these different subsets of languages that was being spoken all around the continent. And I just think it's fascinating that all of that came to be or came to become English. And I'm sure that words still exist out there that use some of these old or extinct languages. And so it's definitely not a far-fetched idea that a nursery rhyme using old cumbric still exists. So why could this be using the Cumbric language. Well, sheep herders in the Middle Ages and last week, if you haven't listened to last week's episodes, I highly encourage you to do so. I talked about how the English wool trade was incredibly important to the people of England. Well, people had to, especially young shepherds, had to learn to count. And young shepherds 
counted to the number 20 to count off a score of sheep. Hevera, or Hickory, meant 8. Devera, or Dickory, meant 9. And Dick meant 10. And so Hickory, Dickory, Dock, I imagine perhaps even an earlier version, it went through 1 through maybe 24, where children would learn to count so they could go out and count the sheep. So my mind was completely blown because I had no idea that Hickory Dickory Dock could be about, of all things, sheep. So Hickory Dickory Dock is not only a nursery rhyme, but also has been referenced in popular culture. If you're an Agatha Christie fan, you probably know this because she borrowed the name for one of her Poirot mysteries, even though it's really only mentioned as a road in the story. And in L. Frank Baum's first children's book, um, and he went on to write A Wizard of Oz, in his first children's book, Mother Goose in Prose, in 1897, he told a parable of a mama mouse and her three children, Hickory, Dickory, and Doc. And I just realized you can probably hear Gandalf, my giant great Pyrenees, snoring in the background. I'm not even going to edit that out. I hope you enjoy. So what have we learned about Hickory, Dickory, Doc? First, we know that it first appears in written publication, very commonly in Tommy Thumb's Pretty Songbook, which I reference often in 1744. I suspect that its first melody appeared in his National Nursery Rhymes and Nursery Songs, which he published in Philadelphia. We know that it is a counting rhyme. There are some speculations that it is a counting rhyme that has to do with Cumbric and Westmoreland shepherds counting their score of sheep. We also may think that this nursery rhyme references an astronomical clock in Exeter, in which this clock has a door for a cat to live in to chase off those pesky mice eating through the rope that runs the clock. It may have to do with Oliver Cromwell's son, who failed to be the Lord Protector of England in the 17th century. We know that Thomas Edison recorded, or had someone record in his Edison cylinder, a very eerie version of this song. And we know that this nursery rhyme is still used today. However, I repeat, there really are very little facts of where this nursery rhyme came from. And somehow I'm left with more questions than answers. So if you have the burning desire to research this for yourself, please drop me a line at info at atiskettasketpodcast.com or visit my website at atiskettasketpodcast.com. If you'd like to support what I do here and like to hear more content, feel free to support me. You can click any link on my website that'll go to my PayPal or Patreon. I really love what I do here. I really love talking to you about nursery rhymes. And lately I've talked to some friends face-to-face who've listened to this. So I personally want to thank you, my very dear and close friends, that have listened to this and given me some great feedback. And it really gives me the passion to keep going and talking about this. So I love you all very much, and I really appreciate it. Lastly, as my outro song, I found a really fun, jazzy version of Hickory Dickory Dock that I'll play for you that I really hope that you enjoy. You can find its reference and many more on my blog. So please stay tuned. Tune in next week, where I will continue to talk about the weirdness of nursery rhymes. Hickory dickory dock. Hickory dickory dock. Hickory dickory dock. Mouse. Hickory dickory dock. The mouse ran up the clock. 
Just as I was getting ready to kiss my steady hickory dickory dock. Hickory dickory dock. The mouse ran down the clock. I thought I was dreaming, so she began screaming, hickory dickory dock. Oh my, why do the gals have to be so dainty and shy? My, my, by the time she finally got settled, it was time for me to say goodbye. Hickory dickory dock, a Mr. Mouse, stay off the clock.